Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shur. Mesechus Yoma has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Robert Goodman. Le'iloi nishmas Chaim Menachem Aaron ben Yecheskel Nechemya. Yuma daf Lamed Zayin. The Gemara is discussing the Nusach that the Kayin Gadol uses in his Vidyan Yom Kippur. The Gemara says, how do we know that he uses the word Ana? The Gemara says that we learn out Kapara, Kapara, Agzeir Shava, from what it says by Moshe Rabbeinu when he asked Hashem for forgiveness by the Chet Egel. Ma'la Alon Ba'ana, he used the word Ana, Chata Ha'ama so too over here he used the word Ana. Since in both places it uses the term Kapara, so we learn Agzeir Shava. Uminayin Shebeshem, how do we know that you use Hashem's name? Meaning that you have to say, Ana Hashem. The Gemara says, Nemer Kan Kapara, Venemer Be'egla Rufa Kapara, Malalon Beshem, Afkan Beshem. The Rambam writes in Perak Aleph, Hilchas Tshuva, Halacha Aleph, Ketzad Misvadim, he explains how does a person do vidui when he wants to do tshuva. Oimer, Ona Hashem, Chatosi, Avisi, Pashatil Fanecha, Vasisi, Kach Vekach, Vareni, Chamti, Uboishti, Bemasai, I have charata and I'm embarrassed. I never will return to these actions. Now it sounds like he uses the nusach of Ona Hashem even though he's talking about regular vidu. He's not talking about the vidu of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Actually, the Mechaschinuch Mitzvah Shin Samach Dalet asks, where does the Ramah get it from? It's, it's, how does he know the FC Ona Hashem by a regular person who's misvad? The Gemara only learns this about the vidu of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Another question we could ask on the Rambam is that in Per Gimel, Hilchas Masi Ekarbonis, he says that when a person says Vidu on his carbon, he says, Keitza Bisvada, Oimer Chatosi Avisi Peshati Vasisi Kach Vikach, Vichazati Bichuvalufanech of Azuka Parasi. Over there, the Rambam doesn't say on Hashem. So if the Rambam learns that you could learn from the Vidu Yanyam Kippur to other places, why doesn't he apply it to regular Karbonis? So from this second ha'ara, you definitely see that the din vidu yala carbon, when a person says vidu on a carbon, is different than the din vidu that the person has to do as part of the process of tshuva. And I suppose that when a person is ready bringing the carbon, we assume that he has already done tshuva in his house. He has already done vidu before bringing the carbon. And in his vidu, he said on Hashem, because the carbon is only the last step in the process of his tshuva. That's probably also why when the Ramam talks about the vidu that he says when he brings the carbon, he doesn't mention the fact that the person has to say, like he says in Hilchus Tshuva. Because the vidu that's part of the process of tshuva has to have all the elements of tshuva in it. It has to have vidu, it has to have charata, it has to have kabbalah la'asit. Masha'en kein, the vidu that's done bishas the carbon is not part of the tshuva process, it's only something that needs to accompany the carbon. That would also answer another question. We know that a person, while he does vidu, he has to do smicha. We already talked about on Daf Lamed Hay whether the Din Smicha is a Din in the carbon or a Din in the Vidoy. But I'll call upon him. Assuming that when the person does the Smicha, he does it like you're supposed to, Bechol Koychay. And during that time that he's doing the Smicha Bechol Koychay, he's saying the Vidoy a la carbon, we have a problem. Because there is a halacha that Vidoy must be done standing up. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins this in our Chaim Simitofreich Zayin Siv Gimel and the Makar is the Gemara later in Daf Hay Zayin Omid that vidui has to be done mu'umad. Now the Magen Avram says that therefore a person is not supposed to lean while he's doing vidui on something that if you would remove that thing it would fall down. Because that type of smicha is not considered amida, it's considered like yeshiva, like you're sitting. 
In which case, we have to uh, ask, then how could it be that you do smicha b'chol koichai, which is like yeshiva, because if you remove the animal at that moment, the person would fall down, and yet the person is saying vidui. How does the vidui help? It's supposed to be done ba'amida. The teretz could be, according to what we just said, that there's a din vidui, that it's part of the tshuva process, that's the halacha that needs to be done ba'amida. The vidui that's done on regular carbon is a chalik of the carbon, but it's not part of the hilchas tshuva, and it doesn't require amida. So now we can really re-ask the Minchas Chinuch's question in the following form. Why is it that the Rambam, when he sees that our Gemara learns out, there's a special din about the vidui that the Kohen Gadol does on his par, why does the Rambam learn from that din vidui to the din vidui that we know about in Hilchus Tshuva as opposed to the din vidui that we know about in Hilchus Karben? After all, the vidui that the Kohen Gadol was doing uh, on his par was vidui ala carbon. Now the truth of the matter is that it's mavur like the Rambam in the Teres Kainim. Because the Teres Kainim in the beginning of Ayikra, in the parsha of Par Kain Mashiach, the par that the Kain Gadol would bring if he would be Chayte. And over there it says, V'samach yodei al par. That a regular Par Kain Mashiach, all year round, needs smicha. And the Teres Kainim darshins, L'rabbis par yamekipurim l'smicha. That a par yamekipurim also needs smicha from an extra ribay akra. And Teres Kainim asks, V'aloi dinhu, Ma imze she'ein to'un shnei viduyin, ve'ein to'un ona. The par Kain Mashiach is a regular carbon chattis and doesn't need two viduyim. You don't have to say viduy twice. And it doesn't need the word ona. Nevertheless, to'un smicha. It needs smicha. Par yamikipurim she'u to'un shnei viduyin, ve'to'un ona, ain't a din she'yitain smicha. It says, Betheirish, that the par yamikipurim needs ona, but other carbonists, like the par Kain Mashiach, does not need ona. So the Rambam is 100% right. Other carbonists you see from the Tzaras Kainim do not need Anna. So we just have to ask though that if we don't learn all other carbonates from the par Yamikipurim, why are we willing to learn out all Viduyim from the par Yamikipurim? Perhaps we could say that it's not that the Ramam learnt out all the duyim from the Pariyam Kippurim. Rather, we could say very simply, the whole Mekar that you say Anna by the Pariyam Kippurim is from Moshe Abenu. When he was Misvada for Kla Yisrael on the Chet Egel, he said Anna. Now the Gemara over here learns out with the Shava that the Vida that you say on the Pariyam Kippurim also needs Anna. But perhaps all other vidui could be learnt out directly with the Mamatsinu from the vidui of Moshe Rabbeinu. The par Yamikipurim needs Xerah Shava and it's not enough to learn out with the Mamatsinu because one could have argued that the par Yamikipurim has a din vidui mehilchas hakarbin. And we just said that hilchas hakarbin you cannot learn out from hilchas vidui. Regular viduyim you could learn out directly from Moshe Rabbeinu with the Mamatsinu. So that could be the Yishuv to Mechizchiris Kasha. The reason why the Rambam Paskins that every Misvada says Ana is because we learn out from Moshe Rabbeinu directly with the Mamatzinu and it's only over here that you need to have Xerah Shavah because I could have said that it's Mehilchas HaKarban. We learned in the Mishnah that the Kehanim that were standing in the Azorah after the Kohen Gadol said his Vidoy, they would answer after him, Baruch Shem Kavay Malchusid Lo'elom Voyed. The Gemara brings down, Tanya Rebbe Yarmuk, Yishem Hashem Ekra Havu Godla Lekeinu. The Pasik of Kishem Hashem Ekra is what teaches us that you're supposed to answer with Baruch Shem. Amr Lehem Moshe Lisho B'Shosh Anim Maskesh Moshe L'Karish Baruchu At the time that I mentioned the name of Hashem, Atem Havu Godl. You're supposed to respond with Baruch Shem Kavay Malchusid the Pichadosh in Arachayim, Simen Kuf Chof Ches, brings a raya from here 
that any time a person hears the Shem Hashem, even if it's not in the context of a bracha, he has to respond, like by saying, Baruch Hu, Baruch Shmoy. Because over here we see that the Kayin Gadol used to be Mansker the Shem, even though he was not saying it within a bracha, he was just saying Vidoy, nevertheless, everybody else had to answer, Baruch Shem Kvei However, we can really answer this raya as follows. In the Mishnah Perik Zayin of Tamid, Mishnah Beis, it says that Medina they used to say Birkas Koinim as three separate brachas, and B'Mikdash, in the base of Mikdash, it was bracha achas. The reason is because in the Medina, all over, they are allowed to say Amen. People answer Amen, Vavi Sholish brachas. Over Mikdash, Ein Ein and Amen, Vavi Bracha achas. In the base of Mikdash, you never answered Amen. Since you didn't answer Amen, so that made it into only one bracha, it was not split up. The rush over there asks, Vim Toimer, Hari Oina Baruch Shem you may not say Amen in the Beis HaMikdash, but you certainly respond with Baruch Shem. Answers the Rosh, Kivin the Birkas Kainim, Eina Ki Im Levaruch Es Yisrael. It's not a regular bracha. It's not a bracha where somebody is being Mevaruch Hashem. It's actually a bracha where the Kainim are being Mevaruch Es Yisrael. Loi Hayu Oinin Baruch Shem Kvay Mechus Yisrael Mvoyet. You see that the rush holds that the only time you really answer Baruch Shem even in the Beis Hamikdash, is when you hear the Shem Hashem within the context of a bracha. Continues the rush and he asks, why then on Yom Kippur did everybody answer Baruch Shem if it was not done within the context of a bracha? Answers the rush, since it was a day of slicha mechila v'chapara, therefore they had to respond with Baruch Shem even when they. They heard the Shem Hashem not inside a bracha. If that's true, then we could say that you don't have to say Baruch Hu when you hear the Shem Hashem outside a bracha, and the Prichadish doesn't have a riot from here. From the fact that it says over here that they answer Baruch Shem could be because there was something special about Askar Hashem on Yom Kippur. Of course, if you don't learn like the Rush over there in Tamid, rather like Toisvis in Saita, then you do have a raya to the Prichadish's Yisoid. Because Toisvis in Saita, that Memed Amid Beis, Asks on the Gemara. The Gemara over there explains, like we mentioned, that the reason why Berkas Kainim in the Beis Hamikdash was one bracha as opposed to all over its three brachas is because Ein Oinen Amen BaMikdash. Rashi explains because Ein Kan BeMala Hafsik. Asks Toisfus. I don't understand. They said Baruch Shem Kavay Bachusi Loylam Voyed when they heard the Shem, and that's a bigger Hefsik than Anias Ami. Taisvis answers that it could be that they answered Baruch Shem Kavay Bachusi Loylam Voyed immediately. As soon as they heard the Shem, they responded with Baruch Shem. And they did not wait until the Bracha was over. And since they weren't mafsik between one pasik and the next, it's considered like one long bracha. So we really have a machloikas between Toisfis and the Rosh. What is the machai for Baruch Shem Kvay Mechus According to Toisfis, any time you heard the Shem being uttered in the Beis HaMikdash, it was proper to respond immediately with Baruch Shem Kvay Mechus And according to the Rosh, it's only when you heard the Shem in the context of a bracha, except for the case of Yom Kippur, that is special because it's a Yom Slicha, According to Toysvis, there's a riot to the Brichadosh, and according to the Rosh, there is not. Of course, we're left wondering what does that mean when the Rosh says that because it was a Yom Slicha V'chapara, therefore you would respond with Baruch Shem, even though it was not in the context of a Bracha. Why does it make a difference, the fact that it was a Yom Slicha V'chapara? The Rosh doesn't explain this. We can possibly say that the concept of Baruch Shem K'vay Muchus is a hasoga that the Malachi Ashtoris have, and generally speaking, we don't have it. 
which is why we don't say it out loud all year. And on a day like Yom Kippur, which is a Yom Slich of Chapur, we will come free of Chet. So we are on the Madrig Malachi Asharis, and therefore we don't need what we usually do, namely a bracha, in order to get us to that Hasaga in the Beis HaMikdosh. It's enough just to have the Haskara itself. The Mishnah says, Boloy le Mizercha Azara litzfein hamizbeach. The Kaingod was about to do the Hagrola of the Sar Lashem and the Sar Lazozil. In the Torah's Kainer, in Parshas Achari Mois, it says, Lifnei Hashem Pesach Oil Moyed, Ma'amidoi Bishare Nikonor, Achareim le Mizerchufan of Lamairiv. It was necessary to be Maimir, to stand the two Seirim by the Shar Nikner, which was in the Mizrach. Their, uh, their back had to be towards the Mizrach, Upon of Lamairiv, they had to face the in the Briskarov, in his Chedushim al Rambam, he brings to the Torah's Koinim that's talking about Hamodas Mitzoyra. The Mitzoyra had to stand, Mishar Nikner, his back had to be to Mizrach, and Ponav Lomarv had to face the Mairiv. And he explains that by Mitzoyra, it says, Lufnei Hashem. From there you learn that his Amodah had to be with his face towards the Mairiv, Lufnei Hashem, because the Shechina is in the Mairiv in the Kotcha Kedoshim. And that is the kavan over here as well, that you had to stand the seirim lefnei Hashem. So that's why they had to be facing the Mairiv. However, what is difficult to understand is that in the Mishnah, Dafim Alpha Beis, it says that after the Hagrola, they would take a Lashon Shel Zahoris and tie it on the Rosh Sarem Shtaleach, the Hamidah Keneged Beis Shiluchai. You would stand him Keneged, the place where he was going to be sent away from, which means that you had to turn him around and face him towards the Mizrach. And the question is that it says in the Pasik by the Sermish Talech, Yamad Chai Lefnei Hashem Lechaper Olov. And the Gemara and Daf Memem Beis Darshins, Ad Mosayi Zokuk Lamad Chai. How long did you have to make sure that it was Yamad Chai? Ad Shas Matan Domeshachaver Div Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds until the other Sar, the Sar Lashem, had the Zrik Saddam, because that's the Kapara. So Yamad Chai Lefnei Hashem Lechaper Olov was until after the Matan Dam of the other Sair. Rabbi Shimon says, Ad Shas Vida. Until after the Kapara of Vidoy. So you see from the Pasik that the Sawyer has to remain Lufne Hashem, Yamad Chai Lufne Hashem, until either the Matan Dam or until the Vidoy Dvarim. So why wouldn't you have the same din that it have to be facing the Mairiv until you would finish one of those two things? Now it happens to be the Niktash David in Simchav Dalet Sifkat and Vav has a suffix whether the din of Yamad Chai that you need until the Matan Dam Shachaveiroi or until the Vidoy, does that have to be Dafka in the Azara? Or as long as he's alive, you have to make sure he's kept alive until the Vidoy Shachaveiru or Matandam Shachaveiru. Now it's definitely Mistaver to say, like based on what we mentioned from the Biskarov, that since it says Lefnei Hashem on the Yom Archai, so it should have to be in the Azara. The Rabban actually in Chumash, in Pasha Zacharimoyz, he says, Gam Achareya Goyrol. Even after the Goyroloyim Amidoy Lefnei Hashem, Loimar Shehu Shaloy. To demonstrate that it is Hashem's Ve'ena Nachdu Bechavnim Bishiluchay Elder Tsoin Hashem. You shouldn't think that we're sending it out, La Zazel, to the Koyches Atumah. We're actually still considering this a carbon of Hashem. Kamoy Sha'amar Yamar Chai Lefnei Hashem Lechapar Olav Lushalachay Soy. So that definitely sounds like it has to remain in the Azara. The Shittim Kubetzis increases the Fudalin Rund Aleph in the Hashem. 
Shmotis, Ois Yud Beis, also asks the question why when the Mishaleach becomes Tummy, it says Mishalcha Betumah. He says, why don't we take the Soir outside the Azara and let the Mishaleach come there? Why does he have to come into the Azara and be Metami the Azara? And the Shit Mugwetzis answers that you have to send him Milifne Hashem, which is from the Azara. So you see that you need Shiluach from Lifne Hashem. So it's quite Mustafa to say that the entire time, until you sent him away, he stayed in the Azara. So since he had to be in the Azara the whole time, and Lufnei Hashem is going on that, so why would it be Ro'oi to turn his face around and be mamadim keneged be'shiluchai? We just said that the Hamada has to be Lufnei Hashem, which means he has to face the Mayrith. Perhaps we could be mechalik between wherever it says Aloshin Ha'amod Lefnei Hashem and Yomad Chai Lefnei Hashem. Whenever it tells us that somebody has to be standing Lefnei Hashem, that we see from the Taras Kainim means they have to face the Mayrev. And so too, when the two Seirim are being stood Lefnei Hashem, they have to be facing the Mayrev. Because Ha'amod Lefnei Hashem is in that Surah. However, when it says after the Hagrola Yomad Chai Lefnei Hashem, the Iker Kpeda is that it should remain alive in the Azara. Remaining alive in the Azara means that it's not really a Hamad Lefnei Hashem. It's a Yamad Chai Lefnei Hashem, a preserving, keeping it alive in the Azara, but it doesn't have to be facing because it's not a Hamad Lefnei Hashem. The Mishnah relates that Ben Kotin made 12 dad for the Kiar, he also made a Muchni Lakir, which was a wheel that caused it to be put into the ground, in order that the Mayim that's in the Kiar should not become Pasal Belina. Rashi says that if he wouldn't have done this, so then it would have become Pasal Belina, it's not covered for Kodshim, Liposel Mayim Kedoshim. So Rashi is telling us that the whole problem that was being addressed, Al Yudei, this Mukhni, was a problem of covered Kodshim. Rabbi Sezalman Devin Ozel, in the end of Per Gimel, Hilchas Beis Abchira, he asks, why does Rashi say, because of covered of Kodshim? Rashi could have said much better. He could have said, because. There's a din mishmeres. Just like there's a din in truma that you have to preserve truma, there's also a din in kodshim that mishmeres trumaisai tells me you have to preserve kodshim as well. And so to make sure that it doesn't become tame, to make sure that it doesn't become puzzle, you would have a din to do this lowering it into the ground. Perhaps you can answer his question by saying as follows. When you would be mishakeh the kir into the ground, in the boyer, what happened was that the Kedusha of the water became bottle. That's what Rashi says in Zvachim Davchaf Medalef, according to the Gears of the Shidim Kubetzis over there. He says, That's the Gears of the Shidim Kubetzis. We have a Gears of Batla Linasan, but according to the Gears of the Shita, then Ubatla Kedushasan means they became no longer Kadesh. Now, there is a question as to whether when a person is mevatal kachim, he's mevatal beroiv, is that a violation of the dimish meris? Take a look at the biggest parrots in Parshas Koirach on the Pasuk of Mishmeris Trumoisai. But one thing seems to be Pashit, and that is, even if you'll tell me that a person is not over the Dinim Shemeris when he is mevatlet from becoming, from being Kaddish, nevertheless, to say that when a person has Kaddishim that are going to become Pasal, Belina, 
and then his Eitzah is to go and make it no longer Kodshim, I don't think that that's considered a Kiyom of the Din Mishmeris. The Din Mishmeris is to preserve Kodshim and make sure that it remains Bektushasei and remains Tahar. To take Kodshim that's going to become Puzzle and to make it no longer Kodshim is not a Kiyom Mishmeris because that's not guarding it, that's not preserving Kodshim, that's making it no longer Kodshim. So even if you tell me that I didn't violate the Din Mishmeris, i.e. they being Mivatla from being Kodshim, but to say that I was Mekayim Din Mishmeris, that would be a stretch. So that's why Rashi says, you may not be Mekayim Din Mishmeris, but it's not covet for Kodshim to become possible Lina. So there is a Kiyam of making sure that there's covet for Kodshim. Kodshim that remains Kodshim and becomes possible Lina is a Zilzal. So to use the Eitzah of putting it into the Bayer to make sure that it is no longer Kodshim, that helps for the Indian of Bizayin. The Mishnah said that Hasgan Bimina Viroish Beis Av Bismoyloi. The Gemara brings down Amrab Yehuda Hamahalech Limin Rabbi Yareza Bur, somebody who walks on the right side of his Rabbi is an ignoramus. Oit Tanya says the Gemara Shloisha Shahim Halchabeder Harab Beemza Godol Biminoi Vikot Mismoilis. You see that the Godol does stand on the right side. So there are two kashas in Yehuda's memory, one from our Mishnah and one from the Braisa. Now, theoretically, we should be able to be mechalik between one person and two people because both the Mishnah and the Brisa are talking about where there are two people on the side of the Rav. And so maybe over there, the Gadol stands on the right side as opposed to in Rabbi Yehuda's Memra, there's only one person, so that one person is not supposed to stand Limin Rabbi. The reason the Meiri explains why you're not supposed to stand Limin Rabbi is because... The Talmud needs to use his Yemin to be Meshamish the Rav. So if he's standing on his Rav's Yemin, he's not going to be able to be Meshamish him. So the Tzorosh actually asked this question, and he says that an Amoira is supposed to be Mefarish Dvarav. He's supposed to be explicit, he's supposed to explain himself. And if Rabbi Yehuda indeed holds that there's a difference between two people and one person, then he should have told us about it. It sounds from his memory like he holds there's no difference. In the Sefer Ben Yehayod, he actually gives a different tarot. He says that the Gemara is being medayik from the Lashon of the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah says, Hasgan And if, indeed, there is a difference between two people and one person, then it should have reversed the order. It should have said, Because that would teach me that there's always a need for somebody to go to the smile of the Rav. If there's only one person, then he goes to the left of the Rav. And if there are two people, so then you start with the Rosh Beis Av going to the Smoil and the Skan going to the Yamin. So from the fact that it doesn't say Rosh Beis Av first, it says Haskan Bimini, Rosh Beis Av you see, not like the memory of Rabbi Yehuda. The Me'iri gives another Teretz. He says that the Iker Kasha of the Gemara is from the Mashmos in our Mishnah and the Brisa that the people that flanked the Kayin Gadol or the Rav in the Brisa were standing Beshava with him, exactly next to him, not moved back at all. And that means that there's included in the memory of Rabbi Yehuda two things. Number one, that you're not supposed to stand on the Yemin, you should stand on the Smoil. But also, min rabbi because he's standing right next to him and he's showing that he's shovel with him. You have to be removed back a little bit. We learned in the Mishnah that Hilni Hamalka made an Evreshes Shal Zohav al Pesach The Gemara brings down a Brisa that tells us, Tana Rachas. At the time that the sun would shine, the rays of the sun would go out of this nevreshes, and everybody would know that the Zman Kriyashma came. 
Rashi explains Kiritanya Mitzvasa im Honeitzachama that the mitzvah to lane Kriyishma is at the time of Neitzachama. And as the Gemara comes out, Lamaskana, even though the Anche Mishmer themselves would lane Kriyishma earlier than Neitzachama, but this was meant for Lishar Ama Birushalayim. Toysfis in Dibram Maschal Amr Abaye asked Tema that Abaye Gufei Amr Perakamah de Brachis Abaye says in the first parak of Brachis LeKriyshma Kavasikin that the halacha LeEnyin Kriyshma is like Vasikin the Amr Abyechin of Vasikin Goymer Noisa Imhonetzachama Vasikin used to finish Kriyshma with Netzachama Vahainu Koydemanets they started earlier Kidemash Perak Bishemaisoi. Toysus brings a Gemara in the third parak of Brachas that shows that the din is to lane Kriyashma before Neitzachama. That's why about Keri, when he's Toivel, it says him, Yochoil, Lalis, Liskasich, Adshaloi, Teheya, Neitzachama, then Yala Yikra, because he has to make sure to finish Kriyashma before Neitzachama. And from the Shakavataya of the Gemara over there, it's Mavur that the Gemara is understanding the din of Vasikin to be finished before Neitzachama. Because the Gemara explains over there that that's going Lafi Vasikin. Furthermore, Toysvis asks, we know that we're not makbid to link Kriyashma before Neitzachama. We are noyeg like Rabbi Yeshua who says Ad Gimel Shoyz. And the question is, what are we soymachan? Even though Rabbi Yeshua says Ad Gimel Shoyz, and it says over there in Brachas that Rabbi Yehuda Amr Shmuel halachik Rabbi Yeshua, but that's Rabbi Yehuda Amr Shmuel. Abaye paskins le Kriyashma Kvasikin. And Abaye is a later Amoira, usually passing like a later Amoira. So we should paskin that you need to link Kriyashma Kvasikin and finish it before Neitzachama. Toysvis answers that even Vasikin, the Shita of the Vasikin, who laned Kriyashma before Neitzachama, they're also moida that the Iker Zman Kriyashma lasts until three hours into the day. And what Toysvis means is that the Shir of Uvekumecha that determines when the Zman Kriyashma is, everybody, even the Vasikin, are moida that you have until three hours into the day because people are still waking up. But there is a Hidr to lane it before Neitzachama. And when Abayah says, L'Kriyashma Kvasikin, what it means to say is that you're supposed to be Ma'acher Kriyashma, wait to lay Kriyashma until close to Neitzachama so that you could do Kvasikin and be Soimech Geula Litvila, meaning to lay Kriyashma close enough so that your Shemana Esri will be next to Gual Yisrael because there's an Indian to be Soimech Geula Litvila. So, Me'ikar Adin, the Zman Kriyashma begins Ka'acherim, which is much earlier than Neitzachama. It ends by three hours, like the Shita of Rabbi Yeshua. And the Hidr of Vasikin, which Abayat tells us to be Noyeg-like, is to wait. Don't lay it Ka'acherim right in the earlier part before Neitzachama. Wait until close to Neitzachama. And don't lay it later. Lay it close enough to Neitzachama so that you could say Tefillah at the earliest possible moment and be Soimachet to Geula. So what Toysvah says is that the Gemara, which says, Lashar Amad Yerushalayim, that the Nivreshis was a simon for everybody to lay Kriyashma, that was still a fulfillment of the Iker Halacha, because really you have until three hours into the day. It is also somewhat of a kiyam to make it earlier. Of course, it will not be a complete kiyam of Abayah's Eitzah to be makdamit before Neitzachama so that your sim g'ul But nevertheless, it was the simplest way to have people be makdamit as much as we could have them be makdamit because it had the simon of the nevreshes. So that answers both questions. The first question that Toysit had asked was that the psak of Abayah is kivasikin and they were mechik, the vasikin used to finish it by Neitzachama. And over here in Aragamah, we 
learned the Lushar Amab Yerushalayim, they began learning Kriyashbat Vasikin. The answer is that even Abaya is moida, that you do not have to finish it by Netzachama. Because even the Vasikin are moida that you have until three hours. And that answers the second question, what are we Saimachan that we actually wait until three hours? That's because Me'ikar Adin, you have the right to wait three hours. However, the Rabbeinu Tam, the Taisus brings down, gives a different teretz, and that is that Lo'olam, the Zman of Kriyashma Abaya holds, is starts by Netzachama. Just like you see in our Gemara. That is the Ikrizman, that is the Zman itself. You're supposed to start with Netzachama. The fact that the Vasikin used to be Makdim before Netzachama was because of their Chaviva Samitzvah, and they were doing Shaloi Kiddin. And when Abayah says, he does not mean that you're supposed to be knowing that aspect of the Vasikin, meaning to finish it by Netzachama. He means that Netzachama is the time to lay in Kriyashma. Don't be knowing fully like the Vasikin, who made sure to finish it by Netzachama, because that was Shalai din, but you should be Makdim and land it at the time of Netzachama. Now we can be medayik from Rashi that he holds like the Rabbeinu Tam. Number one, Rashi in Debramaschul Shehigia, he brings the brisa of mitzvasa im hanetzachama, which sounds like Rashi understands that the words mitzvasa im hanetzachama are fulfilled in our Gemara when they started to lay in Kriyashma after netzachama. So that means mitzvasa im hanetzachama is like the Rabbeinu Tam, that the mitzvah is to lay in it when netzachama comes and not prior to netzachama. Also, the Lashon of Rashi in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Yudal Ramabez, Debar Maschal Kura Amra Abaye, Rashi says that the Simit of the Nivreshes was Sheikru Kriyashma Be'oinosa in its time. According to the Ri, there was no Kim of Lane Kriyashma Be'oinosa, there was a Hidr to be Makdimit, but it wasn't Kriyashma Be'oinosa. Mashenkin, according to Rabbeinu Tam, that's exactly when they would lay in Kriyashma was Be'oinosa because this man was immediately following Neitzachamah. There does seem to be a stira in the Das Arun Hanano. Because Toysfist over here in the end of our Toysfist, Dibramaschal Amra Abaye, brings Beshem the Rabbein Hanano that, that he holds like the Rabbeinu Tam, that this man is after Netzachama. And he explains the words Vasikin Goimrin Oisa Imen Netzachama. He goes so far as to say those words Goimrin Oisa Imen Netzachama does not mean to finish Kriyashma with Netzachama, like the Shita of the Ri. Rather, Goimrin Oisa Imen Netzachama means Koirin Oisa Imen Netzachama. However, if you look at Lashon Rabbein Hananel in our sugya, he says, "V'yoydin ha'am shebiyushalayim havasikin shazu oinas gemiras kriyashma." So it sounds like there was akpada to finish kriyashma at this time. Unless we say that the Rebbein Hanano, when he uses the words Gemiras Kriyashma, it means the way that Taisus explains Bedas Rebbein Hanano, that, it, that uh, the word Gemira means Kriyas Kriyashma, Amiras Kriyashma. It's a little uncomfortable to say that way. So it's Tzorch Iyam Bedas the Mishnah told us that Hilni Amalka also made a tavla, a tablet on which it was written the Parsha Soita, so that when they wanted to write the Parsha Soita to erase it, the Mayim Hamorim, in the Beis Hamikdash, they wouldn't have to bring a Sefer Torah and copy the Parsha Soita, they were able to write it and copy it from the tavla. The Gemara says, Shamat Minah this is a machlekes tanoim gittin daf samach amen aleph. Whether you're allowed to write even on a cloth a chelik of the Torah in order that a cotton should be able to learn from it, and that's what the Gemara is saying. That if you're not allowed to, then how were they allowed to write a portion of the Torah on a tavla?
In the Shulchan Aruch, Yeridea, Simen Reish Pei Gimel, Sif Beis, he paskins that it's usher to write a Megillah by itself that has parshas of the Torah, and it's also usher to write a Megillah Latinic Lehislamid. And this comes from the Rambam, who says in Perikzan, Hilchasefer Torah, that you're not allowed to. However, the Taz and the Shach bring Das most Rishonim, who say that it's mutter because Eislasat Lashem, just like you're allowed to print Chumashim nowadays. Because since people do not have readily available Hamashim, they're going to come to Bittal, Torah, and Tefillah, and therefore they were Matir. Now the truth is that according to the Madiyamar who says, We understand the Makar for the Mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafchafalf Mebez, brings down the din that you have to write a Sefer Torah. Amar Rabbah, Afal Pishay, Nichaloi, La'odam, Avoisav, Sefer Torah, Mitzvah, Lichtoiv, Mishaloi, he has a Mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah, Mimashay, Nemar, Va'ata, Kisvolochem, Esashira, Azois. The Torah says, you're supposed to write this Shira. Now how do we we know that this Shira means the whole Torah. It really doesn't. The Rambam, Menucha Sefer Torah, Perk Zayin, Allah Aleph says that the Pshat in the Pasuk is, Kisfu Lachem Es Kola Torah, Kedei Sheyia Kosev Shiras Hazinu. Es Hashira says is going on Shiras Hazinu. However, says the Rambam, that since it's Usr to write the Torah Parshias Parshias, so it's impossible to write the Parshias Hazinu all by itself, and therefore Niklal in the Torah's Tzivui of Kisfu Lachem Es Hashira Hazois, which goes on Azinu is to write the entire Torah. So that's very good according to the Mandi Yamar, who says that Ain Kaisf Megil Latinically Islamid Ba. But if you hold that you're allowed to write the Torah in separate parshias, you're allowed to write a Megil Latinically Islamid Ba, how do we Bakhlal know that there's a mitzvah to write the whole Sefer Torah? This is a Kasha that the Gvuris Ari asks. He leaves it at Sarchi and he doesn't answer the question. Now that's his Kasha in our Sugya. In the Shagis Arya in Simon Lamadalat, he asks further. He says, even if you hold in Koisfinis at Torah, Parshias, Parshias, it's still mutter to write the entire Chumash from Chamish Chumshet Torah. So why don't we say that you have a mitzvah only to write, say, for Dvarim? How do we know that there's a mitzvah to write the whole Sefer Torah? And the Chsam Seifer in Chelik Yeridea, Simon Reishnun Dalid, asks as well that how do we know there's a mitzvah to write the whole Sefer Torah? Maybe it's, it's the same exact thing as Tefillin and Mezuzahs and Parshas Torah where the Torah gave a special heter to write a special parsha, even though ain't Kois Finis Torah Parshas Parshas but here if the Kavona of the Torah is to write this parsha, to write the Shira so then the Torah was just telling you to write that Shira why does it tell me that you have to write the entire Sefer Torah? In the Sefer Nesiv Meir, he gives a very nice terence. He says that even according to the Madiyamar, who says, Koisven Megil Latinically Islamidba, but it does not have Kedusha Sefer Torah. And even though you're allowed to write an entire Chumash, that also will not have Kedusha Sefer Torah. And that the Ramam says, Beferish, Mutter Lichtev Kol Chumash Vechumash Bifnei Atzmai, Vehemem Kedusha Sefer Torah. He therefore says that since the Torah said, Va'ata kisfu lachem es ashira hazois, the Rambam understood that the Kavonis HaTorah was that there should be Kedushas Shira on the Pashas Hazinu. And in order for it to get the Kedushas Shira, you need to have Kedushas Sefer Torah. If you would write it by itself, even according to the Madiyamra, that you could write a Pashas Shabbat Torah by itself, the Islamid, it still will not have Kedusha. It will not have Kedushas Shira. And even a Chumash, an entire Chumash, will not Kedusha Sefer Torah, and therefore it's not going to have Kedusha Shira. And so that answers both of the Shagasari's questions, both the Kasha from 
the Mandiyamar that you could write a parsha Islamit and from the Kash that he asked in the Shagasari on Chumash. And the answer is the Kash of Chassam Sefer as well, because even though it's true that we're told we could write Tfilin, Mezuzas, Megillah Soita, but they do not have to do Shasefer Torah on them. And that's true even Lahalachi. He brings down the Sefer Avedisagashuni that says that it's also to write Tfilin on Klaf that was Mu'ubid for a Sefer Torah, because you're going down from a Kedusha Hamura to a Kedusha Kala. Since it was Mu'ubid for the purposes of a Sefer Torah, you're now using it for something that has less Kedusha than a Sefer Torah. Rikivega brings this down in the Chuvas and Simon Gimel. Even though he says that the Beis Yosef argues on this in Simon Lamed Beis, he says that you're allowed to take Klaf that was Mu'ubid L'Shem Sefer Torah and you could write Tefillin on it. Nevertheless, he's still moited that the Kedusha Sefer Torah is more Chamer than the Kedusha of Tefillin. It's just that he holds that the din of being moirid from Kedush Hamura to Kedush Kala doesn't apply at that stage when you are only ma'abed the ur for that purpose. It's only It only applies at a later stage. But the fact that the Kedush of a Sefer Torah is greater than the Kedush of Tefillin, that everybody agrees to. Therefore, he says that the Tefillin and the mezuzahs that we have are, don't have on them Kedush Sefer Torah, and that's why they wouldn't be a raya to the idea of Shiraz Hazinu, because it it may be true that without writing the whole Sefer Torah, it would be possible to write the Parsha, the Shira Sazinu, but it wouldn't have a Din Shira, and the Torah was Mitzavah, Kisvalachem Esa Shira Hazois. According to the Nesiv Mayor, we could be Poshit, a Shaila that the Shagisarya himself asks in Simen Lamedalid. The Shagisarya brings down the Rambam and he declares a Chakira. He says, What is the Pshat in the Rambam? Is the Pshat that the Iker Kpeda of the Torah is that you should write the Shira by itself. It's just that there's a technicality. If you don't write the rest of the Torah, then it's impossible to write the Shira by itself, and therefore we were Mechaev you to write the entire Torah from beginning to end. Or, he says, since you can't write the Torah, Parshish, Parshish, and the Torah said to you, Kisvelechem es Hashira, Al-Karchach, the Torah's intention was that you should write the whole Torah, and that was the Tzivoy. It's as if the Torah said, Va'ata Kisvelechem ha-Torah, Sheyeshba Shira Zu, and therefore the Akpada is that you should write the entire Torah. What's the Nafgamina? He gives two Nafgaminas. He says, let's say somebody wrote the entire Torah and it got worn out or it got torn and the only thing that's left is the Shira. He says, according to the first Tzad, that the Ikarak Pada was that you should write the Shira, you were Yoytze Yerchiyav. But if the Iker Akpada was that you should write the entire Torah, once it got worn out, you don't have a whole Sefer Torah and you're not Mekayim the Mitzvah anymore. His second Afgamina is that if, let's say, the person was over on the din of Ein Kois Finis Torah Parshias Parshias and he wrote the Shira by itself. According to the first Tzad, says the Shagasari, you're a Yoytzir Chiv because the Akpada of the Torah was to write the Shira. There's a technicality that you can't do that without writing the rest of the Torah. But let's say somebody was over on that technicality. Lemaisa, he did what the Torah told him to do. He wrote the Shira. However, according to the second Tzad, the Tzivu of the Torah was write the entire Sefer Torah. It's just the way we told it to you was by saying Kisvul but the intention was write the entire Torah that has this Shira in it. So you weren't Mekayim Yerchiyav if you wrote it only the Shira itself. Now according to what we just learned in the Nesiv Meir, neither of these two Nafkaminas would be true. Because whether the Chiyav of the Torah was 
Or the tzivoy was, I want you to write the shira alone, but he says even the tzivoy to write the shira was a tzivoy to write something that has Kedusha's shira. And to have Kedusha's shira, you have to have Kedusha's Sefer Torah. So if a person were to be over the din of writing Parshish Parshish and would just write the shira, it wouldn't have Kedusha's Sefer Torah. So you wouldn't be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Even if you tell me that the Ikra Akpada was that you should write the Shira, but the Shira has to have Kedusha Sefer Torah. And so too, if the person had a Sefer Torah, but it got worn out or it got torn, and all that's left is the Shira, you're also not Mekayim the Mitzvah because you don't have a Sefer Torah. And it's not going to have Kedusha's Shira. The Shagis Aryeh himself who clears this question, that's because the Shagis Aryeh does not learn like the Nesiv Meir. And you see that from the fact that he asks his question over here in the Gvurus Ari, that why can't you just write the Shira itself, the Fidam on the Yomer, that you could be Koizfin, Parshias, Parshias. He obviously doesn't learn that it has to have Kedusha's Shira. He learns that if the Tzivoy was just to write the Shira, then it would be okay just to write the Shira, just like you have to fill in a mezuzahs. So the Gemara answers the Raya that we brought, that you could write a Megillah Latinically Islamic, but the Gemara says there's no Raya, because the Tavla that was written in was Ba'alaf Beis. It wasn't written out in, in longhand, it was written in, in, in a shorthand, Oysir Shel Roshay Atevis, Rashi says. The Gemara brings a Brisa that says, Kshu Koisiv, Royev Koisiv, Mashakosiv Tavla. And the Gemara answers that you wrote Kimosh Akasa Betavlo. Then the Gemara brings another Brisa that says, Kishu Koisev Roya Vakoisev Mash Akasa Betavlo, Umakasa Betavlo, Imshachav Ish Oisach. So you see that it was actually written, the words themselves were written, and it wasn't just Brosh Yetavis. The Gemara says, Hasam Beserugin, which Rashi explains to mean that they first wrote Imloy Shachav, but then they would continue with Rosh Yetavis. They would write the words from the next Pasuk, Va'at Kisotis, and then they would write Rosh Yetavis till the end of that Pasuk, Yitan Hashem Oisach, and then Rosh Yetavis till the end of the Pasuk, and so on. The Rambam in the Pirush HaMishnayis in Soita, the Fizayin HaMedalf, explains differently. He says that they would write the whole Parsha out. But when we say Biserugim, what it means is they didn't write it all in one row. They would write one word and underneath it another word and so on. Now it could be that the reason why the Rambam does not want to learn like Rashi even though the word Biserugin sounds like what Rashi is saying, because you're skipping words, you're writing just in Rashi Tevis. According to the Ram, you're not really skipping any words, you're just writing one line after another. Why does the Ram explain the way he does? It could be because of Toysis' Kasha. Toysis over here, in Dibar Maschel Biserugin, asks the Kasha, Hada Amr Beperek Sheni de Megillah, Osser Lichtoiv, Afilo Ois Achas, Shaloy Menaksav. You're not allowed to write even one letter, Shaloy Menaksav. So Toysavis is bothered that if it's written Biserugan, how do you have the right to write it from that tavla? You're writing Shalom and Aksav because it's not written out fully. Toysavis answers, Kivin the Chsivi Roshi Tevis, Viroshi Psukim, Vaoichi, Parshaktana Shari. Since it's written at least in Rosh Tevis and Rosh Psukim, and also it's a Parshak Tana, Taisa says that it's Mutter. Kiddusharin and Hasam, just like the Gemara says over there that Tfilin and Mezuzis is Mutter Mishum de Migris Grisin. Everybody knows them fluently, and therefore there's no din that has to be written in Aksav. So too over here you have all the elements that you need as if it was fluent because it's written in Rosh Tevis, so you have something to remind you of it. It's a short enough Parsha, so we look at it as if you're fluent, and therefore you don't have to write it Menaksav. However, it could be that the Ramam holds that that would not be enough. You have to write it Menaksav. 
And therefore, the only way to explain the Indian of Sirugin is to say that it was written out fully. And when you wrote it from the Tavl, you wrote it Minaksab, because the whole thing was written out. It's just that it was written in a different way. It was written one line after another. Now, the reason why the Ramam doesn't want to accept Taisus' Teretz is because there is a big problem. It may be true that Tefillin and Mezuzis, you don't have to write him in Teretz because like the Gemara says over there in Megillah, Migris Grisin, people know it fluently. However, it's also Mavur in the Gemara over there that big Tamid Rachamim, even if they're Baki Bukala Terakula, unless it's Shasad Chak, like in the case of Reb Meir, that he came to a place and he didn't find the Megillah, then you're not allowed to write it unless it's Mitachiksav. You can't write it Balpeh. Now the question is, why not? If all you need is Migris Grisin, and like you see, that Tfilin and Mezuzah you can write because Migris Grisin, then why wouldn't we say the same thing by a Tamil Chacham? That notes Kala Terakula. He's just as fluent as uh, many people who know Tfilin and Mezuzah, the Pashas Krishma. And yet we don't allow him to write it, So the Ramam understands from this that the point is not that you're fluent in something. Of course, Talmud Chacham is just as fluent as many people who are, are fluent in the Pasha of Kriyashma. Yet we don't allow him to write it because there's a din, there's a halacha that the Ksiv has to be mitachaksav. From many of the Paiskim in Arachayim, Simon Lamed Beis, it's mashma that they understand this to be part of the din. Of Dvarim Shabiksav Alpeh. Just like there's Allah that Dvarim Shabiksav, you're not allowed to recite them by heart, you're also not allowed to write them down, because a person expresses himself through writing as well. So if it's Asr La Umram Alpeh, you're also not allowed to write them Alpeh. However, things that are migris grease in everybody, it's Shagar Bafikoil, that doesn't have a din of Dvarim Shabiksav. As is Mavur in the tour, Simon Mem Tess, he says, But nevertheless, Things that are shogur b'fi koil does not have this din. They only answered saying things that are not shogur b'fi koil. Things that are shogur b'fi koil doesn't have a din of dorm shebiksav because it's part of our collective memory. And if you take a look at the Daki Moshe over there in Simen Memtes, Sivkot and Beis, he says, V'kosabar z'aruah hilchus tefillin, Im enoi shogur b'fi koil, afagav de shogur b'piv, osr lo imre al peh. So we know that the rule of Dvarim Shibiksav Yatar Hashay Lo Imram Balpeh does not cover things that are Shagar Bafikoil and does cover things that the person himself is fluent in. Even though he's fluent in, in those things, he's still not allowed to say them Balpeh because it's called Dvarim Shibiksav, even Klapehim. So if you understand that the Gemara in Megillah that says that you have to write Mitech Eksav is really parallel to that din. The reason why you're not allowed to write Mitech Eksav is because it has a din of Dvarm Shib Eksav And just like you're not allowed to be Oymrim you're also not allowed to write them Alpeh. Then we understand the difference in the Gemara over there between things that are Migris Grisin and Tamir HaChama that are Baki B'Kalat Torah. That it's only B'Shas HaTchak they're allowed to, to write it. But if it wasn't B'Shas HaTchak they're not allowed to write it because... It still has a din of Dvarim Shibiksav, and it's governed by the rule of Dvarim Shibiksav, Yatar If that's the way you understand that Gemara, then we can understand very clearly why the Rambam would not want to accept Toysus' Teretz. Because even if there were Roshay Tevis that were written on the Tavla, even if it was a short parsha and it was easy to remember, but we can't say that it's something that was Shagar B'fikoyl, and therefore is governed by the rule of Dvarm Shibiksav Yatar Hashem and you cannot write it Shalom Yitech 
However, Toysfis must have understood the Gemara Megillah differently. Toysfis didn't understand that the difference between Migris Grisi and Talmud HaChachamim that are Baki and Kolatayra is because Migris Grisi doesn't have the problem of Dvarm Shabbat Saviyat HaRashayla Emer Malpeh. It, it could be that Tyson understood that it's a practical difference. Things that are sugar if we call, we're confident that the person is going to remember. Things that are not sugar if we call, we always have a chash that the person is going to forget, and therefore we tell them that there's still takana, you have to write it, because we're afraid that the ksav is going to come out not proper. However, says Tyson, if you have Rashi Tavis written, and it's a small parsha, it's very easy to remember, then we're confident that the person is going to remember it. So the is Tyson, and the Ramam could be rooted in how to learn the Gemara Megillah, why there's a difference between things that are Shagar B'fikoyl and things that are not Shagar B'fikoyl, but that person himself is fluent in them. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.